Chris here from Over 40 Freaking Awesome. You are very welcome to another video podcast where I answer the questions submitted to me by subscribers to my weekly email newsletter, Handsome Bastards. You can subscribe yourself now via the link in the description. Each week, I'll be answering four or five questions sent in to me about working out, supplements, healthier lifestyle habits, stress, sleep, losing the belly, losing the chest fat, all sorts of things related to guys over 40 just trying to keep our asses in shape without turning a life that is already hectic even more upside down. That's what we want to avoid, and that's why the questions I'm going to answer will be things that you can realistically and sustainably do rather than some weird life hacks or some hardcore solution that you really won't be able to stick to for very long. The first question this week came in from Beto, or Beto maybe, in Mexico, who is 45 years old and trains at 5am in the morning. Fair play to you, Beto, mate. That is impressive. That takes admirable commitment to do every morning. But Beto's question was related to, should he eat before he goes to work out at 5am in the morning? Is it hindering the efficiency of his workouts, the fact that he's just getting up and having a quick coffee before he goes to the gym. Theoretically, I'm sure there are studies that exist that show that if you have a uh, medium carb and high protein meal before you work out, you will have a more efficient workout and you will build more muscle. I'm sure those studies exist somewhere. My experience is that the benefit that you will derive from eating before you go to work out will be far outweighed by the lack of sleep, the sleep that you've had to give up to get up at say 3.30 in the morning to cook your food or prepare your food, then eat it, then wait for it to digest so you don't puke up everywhere once you start your workout. So by all means, some food in your stomach is required. You don't want to wake up in the morning starving and then go work out because you may then find your energy levels flag. But if we go all the way back to the meal in the evening, the day beforehand, as long as that's of a sufficient size, you'll be fine. For example, I train at 7am in the morning. Not quite as impressive as your 5am battle. I train at 7am. I don't really eat anything until about 9.30am because I wake up early in the morning to come in and do some work here in my studio and train some clients. I just have a cup of coffee before I come in here. So I'm not having any calories either, but my workouts are still fine. One thing I do find though, is that if I haven't drunk sufficient water in the morning, that I do feel my energy levels flag a little bit. I'm yawning a lot, and that's not because I need more coffee or because I should have had something to eat. It's because I'm dehydrated. I haven't drank anything for hours and hours and hours. So certainly, better. I would recommend wake up in the morning, have a coffee, have a huge glass of water, simple waters through your workouts as well, but don't worry about preparing a meal for yourself before not work out. By all means, as soon as possible after the workout, I would recommend you have some protein and some carbohydrates. Starchy carbohydrates would be great for you to have. Even if that's just something like Greek yogurt and some fruit, or if it's uh, oats and uh, protein shake, something like that. Get something into you because your body is crying out for some nutrition right after the workout, right after you've punished your muscles and you've got your heart rate up and uh, metabolism going. Make sure you have something, but don't worry about getting up even earlier than you already are to go work out. You'll be fine. Next question comes in from Simon in Boston. Simon is 51 and asks, what is the best sleep supplement? I see so many mentioned online. I'm confused about what the best one is, which ones are safe. Yes, some of them aren't the safest in the sense that they just knock you out. They're just like sleeping pills. They leave you groggy 
the next morning too because you've got so much deep sleep that it's hard to come out of that when you wake up. What you probably want is a supplement that helps you to nod off at a regular time in the evenings, helps you get some deep sleep, but then leaves you energized the next morning. So I've spoken before on previous podcasts and videos and articles about ZMA. So ZMA is just a supplement that's a mix of zinc and magnesium and vitamin B6. ZMA is a great supplement for guys 40 plus because the zinc helps with our natural testosterone production. Magnesium helps with muscle repair, but also helps with melatonin production, which is our sleepy hormone, which we need to fall asleep. And then vitamin B6, I'm not sure what vitamin B6 does, probably something to do with energy. Anyway, that was normally the form of magnesium that I took, ZMA. But recently, I've been using magnesium and glycine. So magnesium on its own, as I said, helps to relax our nervous system, helps to relax our muscles and helps with muscle repair. So that's why it was in ZMA. But glycine has also been shown to help regulate our circadian rhythms, which is to have us in a kind of cycle of falling asleep at the right times and waking up at the right time too. So for a while, I was taking just a wee spoonful of glycine powder and some magnesium. Then, lo and behold, I saw on Amazon that they sell magnesium glycinate. Now, if you go back to chemistry class when you were at school, that means that's two compounds together, two useful compounds that help us fall asleep at the right time, feel sleepy, get lots of deep sleep, but make sure that we're energized the next morning. So, in terms of the best sleep supplement, magnesium glycinate works wonders for me. I wake up and I feel energized because I've had some good sleep. So I would recommend magnesium glycinate as a simple, cheap sleep supplement. There are others out there taking pure kind of melatonin or something called 5-HTP. Both of those things just throw more melatonin into your system, melatonin being your sleepy hormones. So these are akin to sleeping pills in the sense that it's not your body's natural melatonin production that is being boosted, which is what magnesium does. Instead, taking melatonin or 5-HTP is just kind of saying, body will take over here, bang, have lots of melatonin, boom, knock you out. Those are the ones that will make you feel a bit groggy the next morning. I have used them in the past for jet lag and things like that to force me to feel sleepy at times when I'm not feeling sleepy. Like when I go and visit my wife's family in Canada, it works wonders then, but that's more of like a, a short-term fix, really. You don't want to be taking melatonin on an ongoing basis. Magnesium glycinate, in my experience anyway, is the best sleep supplement for you to take on an ongoing basis. And then the next question comes in from Trey, who's 48, from Florida. Trey, what a name. Americans have such cool names. Trey, Chad, Brad. We don't have those names in Ireland. We have Sean and Seamus and Patrick and... All sorts of biblical names. Trey, good name. Trey asks me, what are the best exercises to do to get rid of man boobs? I have uh, gained some weight across my chest and I want to get rid of it. Is pec deck the best exercise for me to do? This is a very common approach that we all take. This is why we do so many sit-ups sometimes in the gym. If we have a bit of a belly, we think, where is the fat? It's there. It's there. Okay, that's the place that I need to exercise over and over and over again to magically melt that body fat away. And so the same way that a diet is the best solution to get rid of a belly rather than doing a thousand sit-ups, diet is also the best solution for you to get rid of your man boobs. I will come to exercises 
in a second dough tray. But let's look at why there is chest fat there in the first place. Too many calories on an ongoing basis, so your body is clearly accumulating some body fat. But also, if our estrogen levels, our female hormone levels as men get too high, then that makes us more likely to gain fat across the chest than in other places. Our estrogen levels tend to increase when alcohol consumption is too high, not necessarily alcoholic levels, but just two or three drinks every day, which from a health perspective isn't disastrous, but from a hormonal balance perspective for guys over 40 can be fairly disastrous because it lowers our testosterone levels, increases our estrogen levels, and makes it much more likely that we gain body fat across our chest. So straight away, Trey, the things we need to change are get yourself into a calorie deficit so you start to lose some body fat from everywhere, and that will be face, belly, chest, and wherever else you've accumulated it. But also look at your alcohol consumption. Make sure that you decrease that. Certainly you could do what I do, which is Monday to Friday. I don't have any beer or wine or anything. It's a weekend thing. And then the weekends, I just indulge a little bit. I treat myself to a couple of nice craft beers or a couple of Guinness or a few glasses of wine on the sofa in front of a movie, something like that. Make sure alcohol is just a treat rather than the norm. Those two things will do a whole lot more than any uh, petrol or chest exercise will do to get rid of your man boobs. Having said that, obviously when you're in the gym, there are exercises that you can do to improve your posture and to give you a better shaped chest too, so that as you lose the body fat, you also like the shape of your chest and it makes it less likely that any body fat that you do have across your chest hangs a little bit, which can be the case whenever we don't have much musculature across our chest. So obviously exercises that work your chest, bench presses, incline bench presses, uh, seated bench press machines, things like that, those will help to develop musculature across your chest. But also don't forget about the middle of your back because that will pull your shoulder blades back and lift your chest too. So close grip pull downs are an excellent exercise, chest supported rows as well. Both good exercises for the middle of your back, which, as I say, will improve your posture. Put your shoulders back, lift your chest, so whatever you do have doesn't hang. So, as I said, Trey, first two things, get the calorie deficit, lower your alcohol consumption. That will stop the fat accumulation across your chest and start to reduce it. But then in the gym, there's a few things you can do to improve the look across your chest. Then our fourth and final question this week comes from Leon in Doncaster in the north of England. And Leon asks, is the seven and a half to eight hours sleep every night an average to aim for or do I need to get that every single night? This is an excellent question because it was something that concerned me as well. With the nature of my job at my in-person training facility here, I need to get up at 5.30am, five mornings a week because I need to be available when people are available. And those people tend to be available before nine and after five so for five days really i'm only getting six and a half to seven hours sleep but then there's the weekend i get to catch up and i have eight to nine hours sleep my concern was always is that okay is the the two weekend lions the long sleeps i get enough to make up for that kind of sleep deficit that i've accumulated over the preceding five days after that kind of run of five days of being in a sleep deficit i am starting to feel quite tired quite run down if I wasn't catching up over the weekend, I would start to suffer from sleep deprivation symptoms. Things like low testosterone, messed up metabolism, which just means that we start to gain weight and we're not making any progress in the gym after 40 years old. So that was always a concern for me as well, Leon. 
But studies have shown that it is the average amount of sleep that you get that dictates how much you suffer from sleep deprivation. By all means, if your average is less than seven hours sleep, if you're getting under, say, 50 hours of sleep total per week, you may well start to suffer on an ongoing basis from sleep deprivation. You're just not able to catch up every week. And if that goes on for weeks and weeks and weeks, then yes, that will affect your testosterone levels and your metabolism, like I said. So if your life is like mine, where you do have some days of uh, low sleep, then you're catching up on other days. If you're coming out over that kind of 50-hour mark, you will be fine. But if you're under that 50-hour mark, if you look at your sleep stats or you track your sleep in some way, try and find ways to just get a few more hours sleep if that involves getting to bed a little bit earlier, changing your schedule in some way. If you can push yourself over that 50 hours of sleep per week, then you'll be fine. And that's that for another week. Beto, Trey, Simon, Leon, I hope those answers helped you to overcome those particular hurdles that you're having with looking after yourself as we get a little bit older. Like I said, if you want to submit a question to be answered in future video podcasts, please do subscribe to my weekly email newsletter, Bastards at www.offercoach.com. I will put the link to that in the description. I love answering these questions. Please keep them coming. Please subscribe to this podcast too. Leave a review as well. Leave a comment. Do whatever. Just interact with me a wee bit. Don't be a stranger. And I look forward to chatting to you next week. Take care. 